0: Welcome everybody to another episode of our Puget Systems Podcast Live Q and A show. This week we're joined by uh, Gabriella, uh, aka Feeding Wolves on Instagram and YouTube. That's her main her main source is a YouTube channel, Feeding Wolves, um, and also. Uh, from last week as well. Kelly, our uh, internal Unreal 3D game development expert. Uh, so I'm really excited about this one because it comes hot on the heels of the topic we were talking about last week, uh, metahumans, and also in general, uh, virtual production, mo- mo- motion capture, and, and all those sorts of awesome content creation topics. I'm really excited about this today. So um, just to start, um, Gabrielle, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a quick little intro and some background on who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, um, hi, I'm Gabby, I'm feeding wolves. Um, hi, mom, if you're gonna see this later, um, <laughs> hi to everybody that's joining, thank you so much for your support. Actually, like most of the people in the chat, have helped me get to where I am today. Um, I have been uh learning Unreal Engine for a few months, I'd say like almost seven months, um, and i ended up i was basically trying to learn virtual production i didn't even know what virtual production was and uh, matt workman actually broke it down really really well he broke it down into like three categories um all in engine mixed reality and then your led walls so i fall into the category of all in engine okay and, um up until a few months ago i had no i didn't even know what motion capture was and now I am using all these really amazing tools that involve motion capture and combining them in Unreal Engine to create content, and at the same time, try to make some decent tutorials to empower this community, just like the people that are in the chat helped me do. Sorry, my dog was going a little crazy. over there. I don't know what's going on.
2: That's okay. Uh, I, there's a good chance that same thing will happen with Houston and my dogs. Like,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> mine, mine does sleep on the floor at the moment, but we'll see. Right on. Well, that's pretty
0: cool. So, I'm I'm curious, and this is a little a little basic, but how like what caught your eye with um, virtual production, and then and then motion capture uh, as well.
1: Um, okay, so uh, before this, I was. Um... I got my degree in psychology like uh, back in 2007 and Mm -hmm. as soon as i got this fancy degree the recession hit and i couldn't find a job with it so i got a job in the restaurant business and i've been working as like a bartender server for like the past 10 years and doing film on the side and then when the pandemic happened i was like you know what i'm like this is This is my opportunity to fully commit. So um, I started learning After Effects. I had just learned After Effects. I had been using Premiere for a while and like doing videography stuff on the time that I was off of work, which was like two days a week and like anytime after 1 AM. So um, finally I was like, okay, I have this time. And there's this one director that I really, really have dreamt of working with and on his LinkedIn, they had a job listing and they said, we're on the bleeding edge of virtual film production. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I need to do it and I need to get really good at it. so, um, I found uh, Matt Workman's um, Facebook group, mm-hmm. and someone had asked, like, how do I learn virtual production? And he just, like, he was just like, install Unreal Engine and learn it. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was like, cool, let me let me start learning this. And I got a computer for it. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the first investment, was getting a computer. I was a Mac girl. So, I had no idea what a graphics card was in video. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't, I don't know what this is. Um, but um, so I started trying to learn Unreal Engine, and all I could find was these gaming tutorials.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I got my first win after like a month of like building these levels. And I was like, I, I don't know how people are going to make films with this. Um, I found a tutorial by Foams on how to key out a green screen video in unreal and after i was like oh my god like this guy gets me i um <laughs> he mentioned jonathan winbush and i will not forget this i found a tutorial by jonathan winbush where in like 30 minutes i we used an hdri taken from mars that Hugh Ho made he actually got from like the inside or perseverance i don't know like i'm not, i don't remember but he he removed the rover and we imported this hdri and i learned how to like install quixel bridge how to use the landscape tool how to like import characters how to do it all in like 30 minutes and i'm like i've been doing this for like a month and i haven't <laughs> spent um but um, the first time I saw a filmmaker make a film with Unreal Engine was Has, and that okay. was on Razer website. And uh, I was like looking at this stuff that I'm making. I'm like, how is someone going to make a film? So I found Has, and he was the first filmmaker to make an entire film in Unreal. And the first time I saw him, I was like. My dream is to to work with this guy. Like I know it's just a dream, but like that's my dream. And now I'm actually working
0: with him, which is oh cool.
1: Crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh neat. So I, that actually is, uh, brings up a great uh, kind of segue into. Um, so you are working with Has now on um, just before the stream. You described it as as a kind of a combination Akira meets the Raid, a fully fully three D animated. Th- feature-length film um, without getting into the the, the the content part of it, because I know that's probably hush-hush as it is with a lot of films. Um, how does how does that work? Because um, as I understand, it has is in London, you're in Florida. There's quite a bit of, what is it, six-hour difference uh, in the day. So how how do you guys work together?
1: So has is, he is honestly like, I'd say he is the independent filmmaker that has, I think he's got it all figured out. He's like, he's directing, producing, writing. He's um, doing all the shots. So I'll tell you how it works. Um, And we do all of this remotely. So I have the Xsens link suit and I got the Manus Prime 2 gloves. And uh, what I do is, so he sends me a list of mocap data. He's like, Gabby, we're going to be doing this. scene now." I've read the script. I know like who I'm playing. I'm playing like ev- almost every single character in this film. And there's a lot of characters. So um, cool. so he'll send me a list at, um, at night, like his time. And mm-hmm. then um, by the time he wakes up the next day, I've recorded the mocap. Like, I'll get it. I'm like, OK, let me do this. Let me get into it um i'll record the mocap i'll clean it up in Xense, and then i use the um we have like two pipelines we're we're using and we're kind of developing as we go along um so i can either record the data directly from um XS2 inside mm-hmm. of unreal on the characters using LiveLink, um or i can import fbx like for you know crazy walk cycles and stuff where you really need to like perfect the the data there Um, So, yeah, I will get these uh, crazy lists. Like, today you are, like, doing this, and you're going to be throwing this, and you're getting punched, and you're getting – and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, my mom probably thinks I'm crazy, you know. But um, so he'll send me the list. I'll do all of this uh, mocap. I'll retarget it in Unreal, and then I'll just send him the little UE asset files, and he just drops it into his project, and then he is working on his film. Wow.
0: Wow is That's is so there cool. any is there any trouble with um I guess direction, like like um or like redos and things like that? How is that troubling at all?
1: Okay, so I, I do like to give them some options. Like if I'm not sure, I'm like, well, is the wall on this side or that side? I'm like, I'll just do both. But there's some complicated scenes. yes. Um, and as we go further, so we do uh, we do Zoom where he can see what's going on in Extends, And uh, we're actually going to be showing a little bit of how we're using the motion cloud with Xsends to do a lot of this, um, where he can actually see the data as I'm recording it, um, when I'm cleaning it up. Uh, but yeah, that way he can, like, see me. He's like, okay, Gabby, he's like, I need you to, like, you know, um, walk this way or I need you to like throw it there. And yeah, he definitely, there's some stuff where he has to direct me. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what
3: Yeah. you want me to yeah. do?
1: What? Like, he's like, here, can I, can I like, can I show like on the screen what you look like? I'm like, no, I look like a crazy person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gotta be a bit of a trip. Um, especially if you're playing most everything, how, how do you, I guess, like play off of yourself, in in some of that?
1: Like, I'm
0: not, as far as...
1: Or, I, I, I No acting school. Like, uh, I guess, like, my time in the restaurant industry, I got to, like, learn about people and observe people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I've watched a lot of movies, obviously. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of comes, you know, you, like, kind of just know what to do.
0: Okay. All right. That's <laughs> pretty cool. You've mentioned the, the X-Sense uh, thing a little bit. I know... i've i've seen like they have like the full body suit but that is that kind of what you're working with or is it something a little different
1: okay so they have two suits okay they have um they have the awinda and actually js films has um a really good uh video on on that on his page on his youtube page um but basically you get um, several straps, like kind of like Velcro straps, okay?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, you just turn them on, and then you put them like on all the parts of your body that like need to have sensors. And then it's completely wireless, so you just like put in a dongle in your computer, open up extend, and um, and you're good to go. Like it's mm-hmm. I I got to test that out. I actually have access to one right now, and uh, it's mm-hmm. honestly like it's really comfortable like you can just like wear your clothes you get like this cool accent shirt and like this cool uh head strap and they send you this too i, I know people are like <laughs> oh, <that's a> <laughs> guy yeah um yeah. they send you cool stuff they're really cool and they pretty much walk you through how to how to get everything to work i think i think that's the most important thing about why I like accents is actually the service um oh. so cool Like, you could have a great suit, and they make sure you know how to use it. But um, I also have the Link, and that's what I'm using for Haz's film. So the Link is a full-body suit. Um, I kind of prefer that because I don't need to put all the – I could just put the suit on. I always tell Haz, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go suit up now, you know. And uh, he's like, oh, that sounds so cool. So um, (laughs) he's like, like, Superman or something. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, I love the suit. It gives you really good quality and you can literally just go straight into Unreal and uh, see what your character looks like in real time. Um, but honestly, it's I think it's what I why I became like obsessed with Accents was the people like, I have to say thank you to Katie Joe at Acense because um, I would not be doing what I'm doing if I if it wasn't for her. And like most of the people in this chat, um, yeah, she uh, she she's moved mountains for me. and people at vocab companies, they don't they don't treat you like that. they you're your, your hmm. customer. For me, Mm they treat me like family, you know? That's all of them. Yeah, I got a window. I'm like,
0: you know, okay, take a new car. Nice. So, Kelly, I don't want to dominate everything. If you've got anything to, if you want to jump in, go ahead. I'll jump in when I have something. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was, I'm curious. So, before, because the XN's thing might be a little hard um, for just your average Joe to. You don't you don't just run off to Best Buy and go pick up an XN no, suit. No. So, you don't,
3: you don't, you don't.
0: so how how before you got into that side of things, what, what sort of tools and, and software were you using?
1: Okay. Um before the exams So I had literally just installed Unreal, like a few months before that. Um, I had I, I didn't know how to use like any 3D softwares at, at all. Like mm-hmm. I was I had gotten to the point where I had just installed Element 3D and After Effects. Like, that's where I was. Okay? Yeah? Okay.
3: Yeah, sure. So
1: So, um, as soon as I installed Unreal Engine, I took the Jonathan Winbush course that he has on MoGraph.com. And okay. I know it's like 10 hours. It took me like three weeks to take. But um, this taught me everything like like complete newbie this is like how good of a teacher he is and um there's a cinema 4d section like halfway through there and um i was like i i i'm so scared to like i don't want to skip it but i know nothing about cinema 4d i opened it once i was like this is scary i'm leaving Um, (laughs) and he actually i actually by the time i was done with the course i was using cinema 4d almost every day i was using it Like, he showed me how to use a pipeline to get, you know, from Cinema 4D to Unreal. And he also has a Discord channel with this amazing community that, like, dealt with my newbie questions. Um, I think uh, Hollowsman is in here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he took the course, too. So, um, what I started with was Mixamo. Like, that's what I started with. And I was like, "Whoa!" Like first time I saw Mixamo, and it's free. Adobe has it. Like you have to just set up an account. Um, Mixamo is awesome. Like you can like bring in whatever character. It lets you rig your characters, and then there's like a pipeline that um, Windows shows you on how to get your data inside of Unreal from Cinema 4D, how to import it into Unreal. So. Um, Okay, so I finished the course and I made this little video with some um, some Mixamo animations. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just like I just took everything I learned from the Windrush course and I just imported a Paragon character. I built a map and um, I actually used the topography map of my neighborhood okay he's got a tutorial on that right um yeah. and um i built this whole module and it's just like a paragon character like playing paper rock scissors with like part of this robot that's attached sure. to it. and manis mocap saw it and they reached out and they're like um would you like to test out these gloves and i was like yeah sure like well, okay whatever um i don't know what they are but i i would love to <laughs> Um, So they sent me the gloves and I was like, oh, my God, like I started looking up mocap and I was like, what is this? Like, what do I do? How do I create with it? Um, And then, of course, uh, you can only do so much with just the mocap gloves. So then I was like, all right, well, they're compatible with Xsens. I'm kind of afraid to knock on that door because I know I know there's like Neuron, there's Rococo, there's. um, there's actually some Vive mocap setups that I was gonna do. I was actually gonna buy a bunch of Vive trackers and just sure. make a mocap suit. And um, Matt Workman had had like a blog on it. So I was like, mm-hmm. taking notes. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go for that. And it knocked on Extend Door and I was like, can I like test out your free software trial? Cause I've been living off of those for a while. Yeah. And, um, and they sent me like all these webinars of how to use their products. Wow. And, um, and that, that was, like, before I actually talked to them. They're like, here's a bunch of information, like, consume it, and then we'll talk. And um, they, in the videos, in all these videos, they have this lady named Katie Joe Turk. And mm-hmm. she knows the software and the link suits so well. And when you, like, listen to her talk about this equipment, you're like, that enthusiasm that excitement like when you love something i was like oh my god like i'm i'm feeling what she's feeling it's just that i i don't know what mocap is like (laughs) uh, they had her in the first meeting that i had where i was talking about the software and i was like i was like they're like, she's going to be in this meeting. And I was like, what? Like, oh, my God, she's going to know. I don't know anything. So um, <laughs> he walked me through everything, how to use the software. They sent me like um, and I think now they have like three versions of their software. They yeah. have like a free version, like a regular version and like the full one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I learned how to use the software and I became obsessed. Like I, I, I learned what LiveLink link was and that mm-hmm. was it for me. And I got the suit and, um, yeah, I can't live without it. So uh, that, that basically I went from Mixamo to like extends, like who does yeah, so, that? Right? Like, uh,
2: yeah, it's like diving in the deep end for sure. <laughs>
0: so it's a, the mixed mix. mix Mixemo. that you said that was from Adobe.
1: Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Mixemo. Mix
3: oh, I standards. see. I see. Here
0: <laughs> it Got it. Cool. Let's share
2: that. Share that out yeah, with that was, everybody there in the chat. That's cool. I'm trying to research some of the different, like suits, especially the gloves. The gloves are really cool. Because so I took some animation courses in college way back in the day um, and like trying to do good hand gestures is just a nightmare. So like I can imagine any animator doing anything would probably benefit from the gloves, some of the suits to get some quick motion capture without having to go into a motion capture studio. like. Where else do you see these kind of new tools going?
1: Okay, so here's what I love about like virtual production is, um, and I'm going to quote my friend Ratha on this um, all these really, all this new tech that's now become accessible to us. Like now that we have better graphics cards, now that we have access to all this like user friendly um, gear we're able to, like, as filmmakers and creatives, we're able to like take all of this, use it in a way that it puts all of the tools. I say it puts the tools in the hands of the creators. And that's actually my friend quote, but he nailed it. Like mm-hmm. uh, with Unreal, you can literally, and I heard this quote as well. I don't remember who told me, but I did hear, the only thing holding you back with Unreal is your imagination. And we're at a point where I'm literally helping and working on a full-length action anime film remotely, and I'm not a big studio. Like, I I, I have, hmm. you know, I don't have Maya. I don't have a team of, like, people, like, you know, who know Motion Builder and, like, VFX. It's just me, you know? And same with, like, all these, like, small independents. Like, they're making, they're, like, knocking out some incredible content that it would take an entire studio, a whole team of people to make. And they're making it, in, sure. like, two, three days. Like, that's insane. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, you know, it's a, I love it. right?
2: Yeah. We work with uh, Corridor Digitals, one of our other um, big partners for the past several years, and they have their first fully virtual production video coming out on tomorrow. Saturday, I think. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. Is so that's tomorrow? pretty exciting. Yeah. So it's going to be 100% virtually done. They've shown off suits in the past. Like they've been mm-hmm. using a lot of these different texts in different ways. Usually, like, incorporate it into the traditional pipeline with like record the motion data and then go into Maya or Cinema 40 clean it up and put it into the rest of the stuff. But yeah, this is going to be the first like full virtual production. Pretty excited to see what they have in store. Yeah. I
1: saw them on the Extends webinar last month. Yeah you know who else is really cool um Cory I'm gonna butcher his name because people butcher my name all the time I think it's Corey Strauss I think um Mm. he made he made a lot of those like baby Yoda um Unreal Engine videos and Mm. he's literally just him he's like yeah I made that in like a day and a half three days yeah characters you're like what
2: yeah wow amazing I'm
0: I'm curious. What so early on? What were some of the things that um, kind of got in the way, or, or either t- like technical, either like the hardware side or, or the software?
1: Okay, you you do need hardware. You need a computer with an NVIDIA graphics card. Like I thought I was mm. going to be able to do this on a Mac, and like that was just I, I was too afraid of the PC world. And now that I got my taste of it, I'm like never. Like I have my Mac for my emails. Cool, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But the obstacles were finding educational content, finding the knowledge base. Like I had a dig for JS Films tutorials. I had a dig for Winbush and um, the demand, like literally after I did his tutorials, like I know JS Films has like a course now on this, okay? I wish like six months ago that existed. And then when winbush came out with it i was like people need to know because you have so many people who are like creatives like myself who like you know come from like after effects or motion graphics and they're like well where do i start like you know teach me i don't want to know how to like build a game level like even though that's important um show me how to create with this um Mm -hmm. show me like i i learned from mixavo How to work with animations how to like retarget the animations to characters and then there's all these like resources like okay biggest obstacle was um not giving up and um yeah i was like i was like i I don't have experience i don't know what 3d is i don't know what like xyz is i don't know what any of this stuff is you know and these Mm -hmm. guys have been doing it for years like there's no way i don't stand a chance but they helped me you know So it's a, it's an amazing community. So you have no mm-hmm. excuse to not be creating with it right now. You have no excuse not to learn. They are making the tutorials now. Now now you have like a plethora of them. Sure. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the other obstacles. Oh yeah. It's like, what do I want to create today? Like that is one of my biggest things. I'm like, what do I want to make? What's a good idea? Like what's going to, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, um, Especially, I, I think you hit on a good thing there, too, about um, the educational content, especially with, with new tools being released fairly quickly. And like it's like almost every month something different, something new is being either added to the Unreal Engine or some mm-hmm. third-party tools. And uh, in particular, the one that comes to mind recently we were just talking about is the metahumans thing, which is, um, well, it, it strikes me as a lot more of like face animation than than like body character style and um what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on on that and and the future of tools like that
1: okay that's actually that was one of my obstacles um i finally got the gloves i got the bodysuit and i was like all that's left is the face Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i went like two three months with not being able to find like a high quality rig with built-in blend shapes and um Mm -hmm. I wanted to test out the Apple AR kit. I tested it out with the Meerkat project, which was awesome. But that was the one thing that was missing in the storytelling. You know, the gloves, like, really add a lot of, like, they add so much to the story because, like, both the mocap has, like, you know, no finger data. Um, But the face is so important. And Mm -hmm. not only did they, like, did Epic deliver with uh rig that has good blend shapes but they like went beyond like they went studio level like the face mm-hmm. control rig board like what like up until recently you could not create animations inside of unreal like you could only like you know composite them but mm-hmm. with control rig you can actually create animations which is kind of crazy like you don't even need mocap right like you can literally mm. hand animate it and it's very intuitive as well wow. so um so yeah
2: Yeah, because before getting that kind of control rig for a face that deforms that well is weeks of an animator's time. Like, that's after the character was modeled and ready to go. Like, to get the animations, it was just in a couple weeks. So, yeah, this, like, and that's of a highly skilled, very specialized skill set. Like, For it. Anyone to be able to get that quality, just export it and start animating is unbelievable. That's neat. Yeah.
1: I have to give a shout out to like Alvaro uh, Garcia in here. Um, if he if he hears, he did a video with the veted humans. and I was like ready to throw my computer away. I was like, that was so good. Like <laughs> he actually he used the Apple air kit. He like kind of modified it like, like, that's how good he is, right? Um, he, just by himself. Like, one guy took it, modified the Apple Air Kit and used an Xbox controller to, like, add, like, the brows to, like, really accentuate it. And if mm. you see his video that he did, like, um, I think I sent you a link to it. Um, it's absolutely insane. Like, he captured emotion. Like, like, the characters have emotion and passion and, like, you wow. see it. And you're, like... You're thinking, oh, my God, think of all the things you could do. Like, think of all the doors that that just opened, that inspiration. Um, The metahumans are, like, they're a huge game changer. Like, literally, um, and they will put any good computer to a test. Like, you want Mm -hmm. to test computer out like let's play with <laughs> humans in here real quick yeah let's like hook up some live link let's hook up some yeah. you know let's yeah so um it's definitely studio quality and <clears throat> the opportunities for what you can create with that is boundless like
0: yeah, it, it's exciting. I, I definitely I, I feel like I feel I think I've said this before on, on uh, different episodes, but I feel like we're right on the edge of a of a kind of a new explosion in independent like creativity. I remember um, kind of like the early 2000s when Machinima was really starting to blow up. You had like red versus blue and that those sorts mm-hmm. of like kind of in-engine game stuff um or or you know storytelling and i feel like we're we're on the cusp of another sort of explosion in that sense
2: and it's really really exciting for sure like because back then that was just like using your controller to move a character around and like working with camera angles to get a good storytelling but now people can take a similar approach with the game engine but just amplify everything to the next level. Yeah. Now you have ray tracing too, so everything looks really good. You can um, do all these animations that you can just act out instead of like having to know how to control curves and your splines and everything. And um, yeah, it's it's really wild. Like I came from game design, so like I'm used to like games, and now seeing all this is like just. It's been mind blowing. It's been so much fun. <laughs> Going through all of uh, Winbush's tutorials, trying to learn more. <laughs> That's really neat. Um, I'm
0: curious too, um, like think like thinking forward, where where do you see the future of these sorts of technologies headed?
1: okay so that's like a little co- i i hear people saying oh my god like you know like what people are doing in unreal engine like am i going to lose my job this and that i'll tell you what like i think there's a new generation of creatives um mm-hmm. uh, another guy i want to mention is uh fatty bull okay bernard Ryder. i uh, i had learned all of this really cool stuff right i was like cool i got the mo-cap stuff, but. Um, I'm always trying to, like, step it up. Like, I am self-taught. I did go to film school. Like, literally, like, YouTube has, like, you know, raised me. Um, And he has a course, a cinematography course in Unreal Engine. And he used, like, this really cool map by, like, Unreal Environments. It's it's amazing. It's, like, this really cool city map. And um, he talks about cinematography and storytelling. I think that Mm. is the next thing is to, like, be able to kind of – basically has is, like, the – I would say has is kind of like the future of filming, mm. is being able to make films entirely inside of Unreal Engine. Like the less the less softwares you can use outside of it, obviously, like you can customize your characters with like, you know, Blender, Maya or whatever, you can rig them, you can do so much, but you already have all the tools. Just like think story, think um, think cinematography, think of mm. like principles of storytelling. At the end of the day, it's about content. Um, you can be like a VTuber now, like you can do all this stuff, you know, but mm. for me, I am more interested in like the storytelling. Like I, I, I want to tell stories with it. And I feel like, I'm like, well, maybe I don't need a big studio. I mean, it would help if I had all the help from a big studio, but right. um, the, their computers and stuff like that, that'd be great. But, uh, but then again, you guys make really good computers. So <laughs> that, um, but, um, I want to focus on like uh, the storytelling and the filmmaking, and I want to see more courses like that, that Mm -hmm. mastered all of this, like, how do you make a short film and not just make it look good, but like capture a story, tell a story, like, like Alita Battle Angel, like that movie (laughs) was so good. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could do that. Well, you've got the meta humans now, like you could technically do it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point with the education, because like when I got into the game industry, there was probably four or five schools in the country that had programs for game design. And so I got into one of those. Now everyone has it, like every single school has a game development thing. And I feel like the same thing is going to happen with filmmaking every filmmaking school is going to start integrating unreal or some other maybe blender or whatever into their curriculum to be like this is now a tool in your tool bag to make a film if you want to do it independent if you want to do um like ilm is using unreal for various things like it's just another tool to have so i think we're gonna start seeing a lot more better quality not that what's out there now is not good quality but like those high level educational things um for filmmaking specifically and then also going back to your point about someone saying uh is this going to impact someone's job like losing someone's job uh i was in the when um epic did a metahuman like broadcast like when they first released it and they had a a live stream there was someone in the chat that was like concerned about well like i'm studying to be a character artist like what does this mean for me like how what am i going to do now and like every single new tool that is released in this industry since the first video camera and people started making films has impacted someone's job in a way but it really it just shifts what they do not doesn't lay off people it's like there's more filmmakers than ever out there um you still need to know what makes a good-looking person a good looking interesting looking character if it's your main character you need to know all that those same tools to Make something interesting, just because you can make a a good looking character doesn't mean it's what you want. So I think like, yeah, it's going to impact you somehow, but it's just another tool in your box to make something that you want to make to tell the story you want to tell.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, and last last week too, Kill you were mentioning that um, MetaHumans and still early access, still in development. There's mm-hmm. massive improvements to, to be made, but it's still just like an entry point. There's still mm-hmm. a lot of detail that you can't do, that you have to use other tools. Like you were saying, just even something as simple as like a scar or something isn't in that. Yeah. you got to add mm-hmm. that later. Um And so, yeah, it's, I, when we've talked about like Roto brush 2 in mm-hmm. uh, Premiere, oh, that's like, that used to be somebody's entire <laughs> job was to sit there and, and outline things and cut them out. And now you just, boop, and it's done. I don't think I don't think it's going to necessarily that guy's not going to lose his job. He's but his job is going
2: to change. Yeah, he'll just be doing something else and like there there's there's one thing that the industry, the film industry doesn't or doesn't have a lack of is people like they need people. Like mm-hmm. there's even now with virtual production, and you have this big VR screen like there's still so many people on the set doing everything like they still have you still have a lighting artist like you still have someone setting up lights. You um, you still need to do some green screen work, even though if you're filming on an LED wall like there's, there's still more work to be done and like every tool makes like getting your final product faster Mm -hmm. and whenever you do that to an artist they just find new things to add to the project and it still takes almost as much time this is the same thing it's speeding up the animation but that just means now you can make the animation that much better because it's based off your movements you can now do more animations that maybe you wouldn't spend so much time doing custom animations on you might you know just buy some stock thing to do the background characters but now you might maybe like you know what i want to make the characters run away in the background and do the crowds and stuff like it just it's another tool that makes doing more stuff faster yeah. i like it. i'm curious
0: to um The whole this whole past year and a half with the the pandemic stuff, all these lockdowns, I feel um, really gave a shot in the arm to these technologies. The necessity of having to do sort of this remote work um, and fingers crossed, it doesn't slow down. Um, Gabby, do you think do you think we're going to continue to see more um, kind of kind of work how you and Haz are doing this sort of completely disconnected uh, sort of workflows?
1: So, um, all right, so there's like, it's only a matter of time before Unreal is fully integrated inside of the film industry. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's only a matter of time, like it's, mm-hmm. it's like three years, five years at some point. Um, I think the pandemic kind of like pushed it a little more. It kind of like was like, all right, hurry up, you know, because like, mm-hmm. think about it, you can make changes in real time. like you don't need to bring the whole crew in to like change a map. You know what I mean? Like you can literally, and I've seen people do like remote multi-user sessions where Mm -hmm. they can literally be in the same map at the same time. Honestly, like, uh, I think we are going to see a, this is going to create, and I was talking to my friend Rafa about this because he's really big in film and storytelling. um, And he's actually worked more in the film industry than I have. um, And we were talking about this. What i think is what what he thinks is going to happen and i kind of agree with him is um you now are giving people like me okay uh with no formal training all these tools to be able to create like like if i have the right resources and enough time to learn it studio quality stories you know
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and um it doesn't cost like I look at a film budget and I'm like, oh, my God, like you could live like like a whole family could live off of that for like, you know, how many years? Um, It's not going to cost as much. Right. Right. Um, Which means that everyone's going to have to step it up. Mm -hmm. Like studios are going to have to step it up. Your imagination and like your creativity is going to evolve. So maybe it's actually going to force us to evolve creatively. I don't know. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I think like we're all going to have to step it up. Like what we've seen, we're going to want to see what we haven't seen. And right now we're like, what are we seeing? You know, like this is crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's only going to get crazier, you know, and that's a good thing because like, you want things to get better. Like, you know, I'm always like, oh, like Avatar and Alita Battle Angel are like the best films I've ever seen, you know, as far as like visually. Like, oh, yeah, Until you see something that's even better. Like, right. Like, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that is like what um, that is part of what I love about this, besides how important telling stories is, you know, because that like makes changes in the world. You know, but this is this is just going to change everything. It's going to change us creatively, and it might even change the way we imagine, like hmm. where we all put limits. I don't know. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Our movies going to be in VR. Like I, I don't know. Our our actors going to be scanned because now there's like vocab There's not just mocap. Oh, sure metric mocap, right? Where you can yep. spin full bodies of people and you know make them do whatever you want. That's like that's like what? So yep. I, I think we are on the bleeding edge of virtual film production. And mm-hmm. virtual film production is a huge umbrella of all of these tools. I'm just doing like a tiny part of it. Yeah. You know? mm. Doing like think of the guys who are using the green screen, who are using like, you know, VR to do like scouting, who are doing photogrammetry. Like this is nuts. Like yeah, I, I can't keep up. I can't, you
2: know, <laughs> it's hard. I, I remember saying recently in the um, virtual production Facebook group, someone joined in and asked, um, Can I get a tutorial on virtual production from start to end? And everyone's like, <laughs> There's too many things. Like, you have to narrow that virtual production down because you could do, like, some people use it for just previs. some people do full animations, like, you. There, the sky's the limit with this right. stuff, and it's used in any number of different ways.
1: And, and it's hard to understand. It's hard to comprehend what it is. Like, it took me yeah. like a months, and then Matt did, like, this. Matt Orman did a fellowship um, talk. And they finally hmm. released it on Unreal Learning. And he's like, All right, I'm gonna break it down for you. He's like, There's three types of virtual production. These are the tools for all in engine. Obviously, MoCap is a big one. Uh, these are the tools for mixed reality. Anytime you like plug in anything inside of Unreal that's external, like audio, like cameras and stuff, that's mixed reality. Um, with green screens and keying stuff, and then you have like your big LED volumes, like he kind of broke it down. And for me, I was like, I get it now. Like I, mm. I get like where I fit into the picture. So for that guy, I would say like we'll pick which type you want to do. And it depends mm. on what you want to make because Yeah. You could say I I want to do full CGI, but what if I want to put a person in there? What if I want to be in there, you know? Like you're going to yeah. merge into a different tool set. So
0: Yeah. Wow. Do you have any advice since okay, so all of these tools are so accessible easy to use it doesn't take too long to really dive in and learn and start creating whatever it is you want to create so how do you stand out from the noise there's going to be a lot of i mean just static and sort of not good content so or like so how do you how do you make even as a beginner what do you have any advice on how to stand out
1: um if you're able to make anything, I think, like, I would encourage people to just make stuff at this point. Um, Just, like, learn, you know, there's so much to learn. at. I, I see, like, people doing stuff with the metahumans, and, like, the, the face mocap hasn't quite, like, been, I haven't seen it. I actually have not seen perfect facial mocap with the metahumans. Like, I've seen the demo that they did, and I'm, like, man, I'm, like, that's the goal, right? But, I would love to see it go even further you know which is mm-hmm. kind of like why I'm like obsessed with face mocap right now like I'm <laughs> learning how to animate with the face control board. for me it's the face that yeah. is like if you can get the face to move like like Alita like I use that as like mm-hmm. my face I'm like if I can get it to work like that I'm good like I don't care what other people are doing like I'm I want to do it for me you know mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for other people to look I want to do it you know because I think this is so fun um mm-hmm. I can't wait till like get back to it you know so yeah. that's as long as you're enjoying what you're doing like who cares what people think right? Mm-hmm. But right I'm sure like you look at some of my old stuff and I'm like oh god I can't believe I shared that like it's so bad but um how do you stand out just be yourself you know
0: Okay. Yeah, right. We do have a, a question from YouTube, uh, Victoria Jorgensen asks, um, are more women entering the field?
1: I hope so. I really do, it's all guys, like it really is. Um, I hope so, you know, I really do. Uh, so yeah, girls, you need to like, get in here, you know, uh, get a good computer, start with that, okay? Like mm-hmm. start, all you need is a good computer, and then you just need imagination and, talent, and that's it.
3: Oh, I it. like
2: that. I hope that this kind of helps women get into the field because from women I've talked to, there's a lot of kind of stigma about the field, the male dominated trying to, it's kind of intimidating to get into this, but now if you can do it, on your terms and in your pace and kind of do it your way i think women will be able to reach out to each other be able to set up uh you know a virtual production workflow where people are across the country since they're maybe not in the same place i would love to see some women dive into this and really make something cool and this is like the tool and the time to do it yeah I do feel like in the Facebook group it's a lot of guys
1: (laughs) I I guess so I think that's definitely going to change though like like I said tools have become accessible to anyone you don't need to work in a big studio to use them anymore so you know Mm. that's going to change too who knows like a female James Cameron out there one day right Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: um who knows ah your face (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: I think it'd be cool I I just I'm I love the idea of um, like Kelly was saying, you can work f- across the across the country, across the world, um, and there's the in in a lot of ways the world is smaller, right? You, like you said, you don't have to go to a big studio. You can you could literally just hang green sheets in your garage, and now you have your volume. You you can uh, and I'm just I'm so excited that we're right on this this edge of amazing. Uh, storytelling content of all sorts uh, is, is just going to be. And I worry though about distribution. So basically it's like YouTube and there's constant, I, I see it all the time on Twitter and, and in different social media channels of how um, the, the algorithm is r- ruining this. And like, I can't, like you know, my, my audience isn't growing or like, and I hope to see more, channels of distribution for mm-hmm. this content. Because it it does it feels a little gatekeepy now because there's basically only the one place to put out video content.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's honest. an interesting point. And I think I think VR is, is an opportunity for content. Um, because yeah, I mean I don't know VR set and I I've, I've been told so many times there's such a demand for VR content. Interesting. Um, yeah and um i think there's definitely i think it's evolving you know um Mm. i just don't have time to go look oh yeah when bush is talking about like nfts Uh, um so um i don't know i think again and that you know what the whole nft things i know everybody's got like their own opinions but i'll tell you what's really cool about that is like you have 3d artists that are becoming famous like You have celebrity 3D artists, like what planet do we live on? How like we are evolving. So I think the platforms are going to change as we change as I think that is actually based on the way we live and operate with our environment. Because like if we're always glued to a phone or we're always glued to like a computer, I mean, that's basically where it's going to be distributed. Right. So um, you have to it's based on your behavior. so are we going to go to movies? Like I mean is that like still an option? Like I think that's going to evolve and I think mm-hmm. it's probably going to be like some 8-year-old kid's going to invent something and like you know that's how, like, that's how it always is.
0: Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that that there there seems to be a large demand for VR content. I I feel like VR is still in such a such an infant stage that it hasn't there there hasn't been a good hook for uh, wide like commercial adoption, right? Like my mom isn't going to buy a, a virtual a VR headset. You know, she she's going to watch TV. And so I don't know. I I that was unexpected. Where are you seeing the the demand for VR? Where, where am I seeing the
1: demand? Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously, like you're like if I asked my mom to put them on, she'd say it's gonna give me a headache. Um, mm-hmm. but let's just say, like, let's just say, like they were like, "Hey, guess what? Avatar is gonna be on a VR headset. Everyone's gonna buy one." <laughs> um, how would they make it that way, right? Um, sure. But um, it really depends on like what content is on there. First of all, like maybe you haven't created content that is engaging enough for people to want to use it, right? Well, that's part of the issue, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen um, examples like inside of Unreal Projects where someone sent me like a VR project and I'm like, man, I really wanna buy one of those things and like go into a different world. And I also think there is a little more intimacy when you're engaging. I have a feeling we're gonna be meeting up with people in VR. Like that's where I'm seeing it. So um, I guess the sooner they make them like more, I guess, cheaper and more accessible, they're eventually gonna become like owning a phone, right? So that yeah. process needs to, like, hurry up, but um, until then, like, this is it, so. Right. But, content well, I content, think yeah, there's, there's always a demand.
2: Hmm. Um, I'm interested to see some VR stuff outside of, like, game VR. Um, and I, I don't know, for either game or non-game VR, I definitely see there's an opportunity, like, Steam has their own, valve has their own headset and they have their own distribution system like maybe they'll eventually have a like a a vr movie segment to their to steam or maybe epic will come up and say well an epic launcher now a new category in the marketplace is you know vr movies and it's you know you'll have an export from unreal and then you can just publish it to to the marketplace. Um, I think there's definitely some possibilities for people to do something there. I think I feel like it's the everyone's in a state of like waiting for someone to make the right thing and like no one knows what that is yet. Yeah, so someone just needs is. to get out there and start making things. <laughs> Cause
0: you, you, you mentioned the, like Unreal and then it, it just occurred to me too that, um, was a combination of all the tools we have, could you imagine a, a VR movie where you could move around, what's going on during the movie but and then see like okay so in a film you'll you'll jump to different storylines like right,
3: like, right? right. yeah. well, but <laughs> so imagine
0: awesome. imagine being able to okay you're in the bank robbery scene and and the bad guys are That's in there cool. but, but you could fly through the wall and then go see what's happening with the the cops at that same time you pause it, you fly over there, you oh. pa- start the movie up and now you're seeing the movie from a totally different perspective. Cause like the f- video games are kind of that way. Things are happening. Wh- whether your character is seeing them or not in a mm-hmm. way. And so that would be really neat. Not necessarily. It'd still be somewhat passive, but cause like, you don't want to, you don't want to get into an interactive movie where you now you're messing with the storyline and stuff, but to, to be able to, to be able to, to, experience uh, uh, that a story right in from different perspectives by simply moving through the world or or, or inhabiting a different character in the movie mm-hmm. like oh I'm gonna see it from the bad guys' point of view what has he been doing this whole time that the super the superhero has been training and stuff what's the bad guy been doing this whole time stuff like that um I think is is I don't know that just was you very know cool what? it sounded you neat
1: know, I, I know what you're saying it, it would it would change the way vr experiences are made so it, a new mm-hmm. pipeline would have to be developed mm-hmm. um and the experience i would say it does have to be somewhat interactive where you do have a little control over like how the story is told that is mm-hmm. like the next level you know so maybe that's like we're like you said we're waiting for someone to create something you know well, right there's some, yeah. you know, there's some inspiration maybe
0: yeah and, and that, that has been on my mind too is like there there hasn't been that that tipping point, that one thing that really draws everybody to the platform. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I, I agree with Kelly that like, I feel like that's the the breath that's being held right now is like, there has right. to be, you know, the Titanic movie. Yeah, or there's, exactly. there, there's gotta be that's that something that, yep. that yes. draws, oh my God, you have to get a VR headset. You have to <laughs> experience this, <So> this,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: and, um, Man, I'm, I'm excited to see that happen as well. I think, again, again, it's just another facet of of us being right on this edge of such a, a crazy new world of of consumption or content creation and consumption. It, it's going to be really cool.
1: It's like that quote I heard just the other day: "The only thing holding you back is your imagination."
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's true, especially for for people who are interested and wanted to just kind of dive into it. Um yeah, it's just kind of go for it. Yeah, you got all
1: the tools now, you know, you just need you need a computer, that's the first step.
2: Like you can't
0: do
1: it on a, uh, yeah. you can do it on a Mac, but um,
2: you know. If you've got days enough to wait for it to render. Yeah, as long <laughs> as you're not trying to do anything too uh, visually intensive.
1: Actually, I did see I did see um uh Unreal has a fellowship every year, and I did recently just the other day watch a, a submission that was made with the Mac, and it was actually oh. good. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: so,
1: again, uh-huh. it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, nothing holding you back.
0: That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. um actually, it, it, I want to kind of take a take a step back again. So, so if you've got the good computer there there's got to be another step to it is it a, like a camera and,
1: you need the courses. That? you definitely okay. need the classes. you need someone to like walk you through how to use the engine for what you want you know mm-hmm. um and like make it in a way where you can understand it and it clicks like i was doing all these games and i was like the game tutorials i was like how, how am i going to create with this like like after I finished the course and it was like, this is how you do everything. I was like, cool. I want to make something now. You know, like that's what you want to get to. Um, and then you could kind of decide. I don't know. I don't know. Some people like the whole camera thing, like green screen sure. and stuff. But here's what I learned with mocap, which is why, like, I I kind of went in that direction. You can make an amazing set. Like, you can make a beautiful map. Um, and I love some of the environmental art. I wish I had focused on that more. Um, but what if you can't put anybody in it? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so you want to either put a real person in or you want to put like a CG character in. So like, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle, but it it just kind of like, I don't know. Um, it kind of unfolds each step you take with the meta humans. It's like literally like, we just want to get it to work and look beautiful. Like that's the goal right now. Like, let's just get
0: it. Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: and get it and then the
0: whole rendering that's a whole other story like yeah right um with the metahumans thing so last week kelly showed us um with the faceware and i think there was a we mentioned another couple different softwares that kind of do the same thing is it
2: necessary to have that extra bit Mm -hmm. okay pretty sure at the moment you need um, some kind of middleware like Faceware to take the mo- the video feed and translate it into animation Unreal. I don't think Unreal has a native way of doing that at the moment.
0: Okay, but otherwise you could manually edit so face, the. So for mm-hmm.
1: face, okay, mm-hmm. you have the control rig board, the face control rig board. And I've actually been going through the whole thing um, every night. And I'm just like, I'm almost done with the mouth. I'm making an animation manually with each and every point. And it's it's so, you have to do this. Like, wow. it's, it's addicting. Um, because it's just so beautiful how the face moves. Like, when you move the lips up, like, the the eyes, they have this post-process setup. It's like AI, you know, where it's like, oh, when the person smiles, like, the eyes kind of squint. And the nose over here, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Hmm. So, I mentioned this because then you have the Apple AR kit, and um, that mm-hmm. is like, on your iPhone. Like, literally, you have an iPhone. Like, you mm-hmm. turn it on, you activate the app, which is free, and um, you go into a MetaHumans project, and um, you change the blueprint for the face, and then, boom, you're seeing, like, your face um, move around. Now, it's, it's not as clean as, I would say, like, what, Kelly got with the face wear, and that's
3: mm-hmm.
1: due to the fact that um, how and honestly that might change because I know that they're getting Unreal Engine 5 and they might be updating the Apple AR kit and you might be able to calibrate um, making it more accessible to like literally anybody you know who's just like oh you know I don't have time to like do all this stuff I'll just turn my phone on and just do some tests um, but that's the Apple air kit. And if you want to see like how far you can push the Apple air kit, look at Alvaro Garcia stuff. Like it's nuts. Like, honestly, I was like, I'm just, I'm done in this industry. Like I'm just going to <laughs> something else to do. Like you, you nailed it. Yep. Um, but, um, then you have Faceware and Glassbox made a plugin that communicates from Faceware to uh, Unreal Engine, and the magic is in that blueprint. I'm going to be going over it as well, and um, yeah, it's just you know, it's um, those. That's another option. You have like Dynamis, um, which I don't really know much about, um, and I'm sure there's going to be some more um, facial motion solutions as well. Like um, yeah, so.
2: Okay. I mean, all this has come out, like, pretty rapidly, too. So, like, I'm sure we're going to start seeing more people jumping onto this bandwagon because everyone's talking about metahumans, motion capture, like, it very early on in the uh, this life cycle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the VR stuff. You're like, yeah.
0: It, it is. <laughs> it, it's really cool to be... To, at this point in history, there's mm-hmm. there's so many incredible things going on. I mean, whether it's machine learning and AI, which all ties back to like this metahuman stuff and the VR and um, man, just everything from filmmaking to game development. Um, it's it's all. Oh, it just it gives me goosebumps to to see just that it isn't. And you don't have to go, you don't have to spend four or five, six years in college. You don't have to, you don't have to get approval from a big studio. Like people are making triple A quality content with little more than a cell phone. Hmm. And,
1: and a lot of talent like you gotta like you gotta love that uh, you, yeah. like you can't just be like some kid it's like you have to really like want it
0: you know? sure mm-hmm. um and i just love seeing how how easy it is now for people who have that sort of creative idea who have a, a a an inspiration a story to tell a thing they want to do and make and it's so easy to just get it out there
2: yeah, we're at the point where passion is the most important tool. Like if if you have the passion, you can make something happen. And if you don't, then it's gonna be tough. But yeah, get get the passion for it and you'll make something cool. I think it I think it's so You have it, Houston.
1: You definitely have it. Like I, I, I headset and a <laughs> and like yeah. leave them alone for a little bit.
0: <laughs> I like I like seeing the creativity of others and enabling the creativity of others. Um my, I'm, I'm not. I've dabbled in in it and myself, and it's, it's. I found that it's not for me. It's fun live content. This is this is where it is for me. I love this mm-hmm. this part of things, and uh, and yes, get you and, want and, to
1: do all the work, and then you're like, oh, cool, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, it. yeah I
0: agree. I agree. absolutely.
2: Um, he, he's the hype man that I, everyone I, needs in their like, corner.
1: hundred
0: yeah, yeah. percent. I I love. I get so jazzed when other people get jazzed and seeing the. And like seeing, you, you were saying it's in just the, the span of a few months, like, look how far you've come. And it's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, how cool no, is that? Like, honestly, like every day I'm like, oh my God, like this is unreal, like becoming, learning unreal has been like living in a dream. Like that's what it feels like. It's surreal. Like so, I finally found like what I love and right. it's crazy, you know, because like, why can't you love it? Like there's no reason not to.
0: That's perfect I think that is actually the perfect thing to to end a, the the show on because uh, it does we are a little bit over our hour and so um yeah we'll uh, well I say like they say on top gear on that bombshell we'll we'll end it here <laughs> um th- thank you so much uh Gabby for for joining us today this has been outstanding talking this with is so you much it's fun. very exciting thank you so
1: yeah. much for having me yeah this no is problem.
0: great. um is there anything any last shout outs you want to do anything you want to to say to the, the audience at large before we go
1: i i i just wanted to like hi mom you know thank you she's been there for me so yeah oh.
0: That's cool. And Kelly, thank you as well for taking your time out of your day and joining us uh, mm-hmm. for, for our stream today. And as always, thank you to the audience as well. We do this every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific uh, on the YouTube channel here. We bring in, uh, we have experts like Kelly and experts like Gabby coming in to talk about, oh man, everything from content creation workflows to this, the crossover of hardware and software, the the tips, tricks, advice, Anything you you'd like to know and or, or talk about uh in these various industries that we serve, um, mark your calendars for every Friday, one PM Pacific, and we'll see y'all next time.
1: Bye, bye, hey everybody.